The Deal Lawyer Podcast with John Andrews, powered by JMW Solicitors. Welcome to the Deal Lawyer Podcast. My name's John Andrews. For the last 30 years, I've helped buyers and sellers of businesses undertake their transactions. Today, we're going to give you some insights the difference between share purchases and asset purchases and the pros and cons of each process. And I'm Dominic Walker, and I'll be asking the questions. So, John, first, can I ask you, what is a share purchase? Uh, yeah, share purchase is, is when you acquire, quite simply, a, a limited company. So if, if you think of a limited company as having its, its own personality, its, its own identity, uh, it, it's a wrapper for all the business and assets that you operate. What then happens is, is that you, you personally own shares in that limited company, and when you come to sell your business, it's the shares in that company that you sell. And what are the pros then of the of the share purchase? Uh, the, the advantages of a share purchase are, are it can be it can be more straightforward in terms of the the fact that there is no change in the employer of staff, there is no change in the legal entity that is undertaking the business and contracts with clients. Um, so, for example. Dealing with banks, if you do a share purchase, is often quite simpler because you don't necessarily need to change the bank account, just the signatories on it. You don't need to go to clients and customers, generally speaking, uh, and say that we, we want to transfer the contract across because there is no change in the supplier. Um, although it's true to say that a number of contracts, particularly with local authorities, for example, have what's known as a change of control clause, which means you do have to notify them and get their consent, even if there is only a change in the share ownership of the, of the limited company. Um, it, can often be, it can often be quicker and, and cheaper. Um, quicker, again, for the reasons I've just explained, no need to notify customers, generally speaking. Um, if there's property involved, provided the property is owned by the limited company, that, that, that asset doesn't need to be transferred across separately comes across as one of the assets that you're acquiring that's owned by the limited company. And quite often in deals, the, the property element is, is the element that can hold things up. There are also, I should say, sorry, there are also tax advantages of, of doing a, a, a share sale. Uh, the most obvious of which is, is entrepreneurs relief. You can, you can uh, ensure that you only pay tax at 10% on the first million pounds of receipts subject to certain qualifying criteria. And so you've mentioned the positives. Perhaps I should ask you what the negatives are then. Uh, yeah, the, the negatives primarily are, are risk. When you acquire the shares in a limited company, you are acquiring that limited company with all of its skeletons, if it has any in the cupboard. Um, so once you buy the shares, if any issues arise in relation to, to claims against the limited company that predate your ownership or, or tax, liabilities that predate your ownership, you are, as the shareholder in the, in the business and as usually the director of the company, responsible for dealing with those issues and making payment necessary. And, and that's why the, the contents of the share purchase agreement and, and, and obtaining warranties and indemnities, as we discussed in, in a previous podcast, are, are an important and crucial part of the process. And I know you said at the outset that you wanted to discuss share purchases and asset purchases. We've talked a little bit about share purchases. So what is an asset purchase? Yeah, an, an asset purchase is, is a process whereby you physically buy assets and contracts and, and essentially staff 
rather than buying the limited company. Now, if, if the seller is a limited company, you can choose whether or not you want to do an asset purchase or a share purchase. Um, if the seller is, is, a, is a partnership or a sole trader, there is no choice but to do an asset purchase. So um, the, the, there is no separate identity that, 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 that you could acquire. Um, the, the risks of doing an asset purchase are that you have to deal with the transfer of staff, just transfer, so TUPI applies as it's known, transferring staff across to a new entity, which involves a consultation process. Um, you will have to notify suppliers and customers of the business that there's going to be a change of ownership. And sometimes that gives them an opportunity to say, well, uh, you know, we'd either like to renegotiate our terms or, or we're going to look somewhere else. Um, and um, if there is property involved, you have to have a separate transfer process. So a, a lease will need to be assigned to, to your new business, to your new company. Um, a freehold property would have to be assigned across. So it, it, it can be more expensive. You've mentioned some of the advantages and negatives, really, of both types of, um, of sale and purchase there. How then do you balance it up if you're a seller to decide exactly how you're going to dispose of the business? Well, if, if you're a seller, you're, you're going to have to, you're really going to have to balance the, the pros of an asset sale for you, which are it's less risky because you're not asking the buyer to take on any risk of the business already like, but this is the business that took place prior to your sale, against the, the, the tax advantages of doing a share sale. Now, the, the tax advantages can be quite significant. If you, if you sell assets um, and you are a shareholder in a limited company, the, the process is quite convoluted because what happens is this, is that you own the shares in a limited company and a limited company in turn owns the assets. So if you agree to an asset sale of your business to a buyer in those circumstances, it's the limited company that sells the assets. It's the limited company that then receives the, receives the cash for those assets that so goes into your company. So there was a tax charge to the company at that stage. And you there as a shareholder in the business have to get that cash out. So you can only really take that by way of a dividend uh, or by way of increasing your, your salary or drawings out of that business, or by winding the business up, all of which means you end up with a double tax charge um, and a more convoluted process. So that, that's why as a seller, tax, tax will be a, an important consideration for you. Uh, however, it, it may be that some buyers won't want to acquire shares in your business for all sorts of reasons, um, and then you've got to decide, A, whether that's the right buyer for you, and B, if it is, how are you going to structure that? How are you going to structure that deal? Do you try to negotiate a higher price for an asset sale, for example? And you talk about how to structure it. So it is possible then as a purchaser, if I'm a purchaser and you want to sell the shares, I can say, well, actually, John, I'd rather do this as an asset purchase. So that, that is within my gift, is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's entirely down to you. And what happens in this process is that you need to find buyers or sellers whose ideals match and whose goals match and are looking to achieve the same outcome from the transaction. There's always ways to do these deals, um, but it just means that um, you need to be a little bit creative with how the deal is structured. And of course, be creative, get the deal lawyer on board as well. John, can you give me your mobile number, please? 
Yes, certainly 07768266036 or, or contact me through the JMW website. Thanks very much for listening to the Deal Lawyer podcast. Thank you.